This podcast is brought to you by the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listener discretion is advised. I didn't know if you'd think it was too stiff or whatever. Ladies. <laughs> I love the fact that we, uh, we you, you wanted to record now to get more upbeat in the mornings, but last night just kind of kicked the shit out of us too much for us to be upbeat. Yeah, last night was rough in our world. Are you recording, are you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Just as a by way of a disclaimer, we're both a bit upset because of a real sport result. You know those sports where it's it's not predetermined. <laughs> Unfortunately, myself and Matt follow one of those. Yeah, and last night was a disgusting night for us. Yes. <sighs> last night was ten Super Cena victories in a row to us. Yeah, it was, and we won't even mention it because you know longevity and time. Within <laughs> yeah. a week, this message will mean nothing. But just know we're upset. Wrexham will be Premier League champions. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Let's see here. All right. <clears throat> Shall we review Extreme Rules? Sure, why not? All right. Do it. Do the intro. Huzzah! Engine in my spare Motherfucker! Hey, this is Brett the Hitman Hart, and you're listening to the Spare Time Legends Podcast Network. Listen good. Welcome to Smart Marks, brought to you by BreakingKFATs.com. We, we had to find a kind of a dirty corner of the internet to, to discuss our CD interests. In-depth analysis of the WWE. I, I, I make no apologies for this one. If you don't like wrestling, go fuck yourself. Pay-per-view results. Results from Raw and SmackDown. I'm going to be honest with you, I fast-forwarded. I always do. <laughs> Rumors, fantasy booking, unbiased bitching and much more. With your hosts, Matt Lees. And the Reverend Brian Fitzpatrick. Oh, Wayne Deagle. Sorry, I thought you said Wayne Deagle. I thought that was some wrestler I'd never Ladies and gentlemen, to Smart Marks. This week we are reviewing WWE's pay-per-view Extreme Rules. It is myself, the natural heel, the one and only, and I am joined by the Fitzosaurus, Brian Fitzpatrick. As he mentioned in the intro there, we're both a little low energy today, but it's not our fault and it's not your fault either, so we'll do everything we can to get through. <sighs> Extreme Rules was live from the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois, hometown of WWE champion CM Punk. Did you watch the pre-show as well as the actual pay-per-view? I did, yes. I think I watched the same version as you. Uh, it was a bit jumpy, and there were there, it was it was quite weird. I, I thought maybe I was having a stroke. <laughs> it was just that. Yeah. Uh, I would have if you wouldn't have told me that the file skipped. 
Oh, really? So would, you, you had the same sensation as me? Yes, because be, it was skipping every few seconds. And uh, this, this, this conversation is irrelevant because we, of course, both watched them legally. Uh, of course, yeah. YouTube was skipping. Yes, YouTube was skipping and... It was actually funny, and the sound was way off. And I love when wrestling sound is off, because you get like the punch and then the smack like 30 seconds later. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. Yeah. So during that dark match, folks, uh, Santino Morella defended the United States Championship against the Miz, and um, wow, the Miz lost to the Cobra. That was. Uh, I was stunned by that. Just, just that the bad, the shoddy treatment. Like. Yeah, they must be mad at him for something. To lose at a pre-show to a Cobra. When the year before you were the main event defending the title. It's it's like, and yeah, exactly. And I mean it's like losing to the worm. Literally. It's it's yeah. another whatever the fuck you call a long stringy animal. It's almost as if like if Vince is mad at you then he makes you lose to the Cobra. Yeah. Oh well, don't make Vince angry, he'll make you lose to the Cobra. But um and well, I suppose at the same time, it's not just a, it's not just empty losses to a shot move. Santino is getting a very big push in his, you know, getting a push as much as he can. Yeah, doesn't make him look any cooler losing to the Cobra, though. No, it doesn't. No. But what I'm saying is, at least he's not just losing to like a Rye on velocity or whatever the fuck they call it these days. True, yeah. Or at least he's not getting pinned uh, with another dude on top of him while another guy pins them. <laughs> Oh god, when did that happen? I remember that's ringing bells, but I've after forgetting already. That's oh, coming oh. up shortly. Yeah, I remember now. I remember. <laughs> uh, so, or death. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the legit pay per view starts off with the false count anywhere match with Kane versus Randy Orton, and I just want to say this fucker went on for 17 minutes, and I cared for none of those minutes. No, I mean, I watched with my little cousin, and he's a Kane fan, so we had to actually watch. Oh, well, of course, you're. I mean, if you're young, Kane is a you know specter from hell. Of course, you're a fan, but I mean, and I I respect the guy greatly, and he has had great impact in the past. But now he's just like a, I don't know what he is. He's not even a pantomime villain. He's just a, he's just the the, the grumpy old devil man in the corner who just goes rare occasionally and then gets beaten you know <laughs> yeah he's he's 45 did you see how much he was sweating and stuff during this match yeah just make him an agent man just let him hang in the back and help the young kids out like don't send him out there anymore he's, he's still fit though that's the he should get fat and then they'll get rid of him <laughs> i guess so i mean i think it's a sign that it shows that i'm getting older is when i feel bad for the wrestler's bodies when yeah. i'm like oh come on why you got to put him through that you're you're rubbing the small of your back going ooh ooh Kane yeah um, so it was it was all right I mean it was it was a pretty whack match um, they went they went backstage at one point and uh, Zack Ryder jumped on Kane in the most ineffectual uh, jump out and attack I've ever seen yeah like I pretty much hit HBK like that at work whenever we see each other. <laughs> That's how we greet each other is just with shots to the back. So I don't know. It was alright, I guess. And are they equally as effective? Yes, exactly. Because you know, as we've talked about before, HBK doesn't job for no one. No. So he doesn't sell, he doesn't job, nothing. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean it could have been a good match to be honest. I, my eyes I, I don't know what it is. Because I used to really like Randy Orton, like really like him. I thought he was a real up and coming kind of younger dude and he was going to be cool but he just got really stale and boring to me and my eyes just kind of glaze over when he's in the ring now I don't just I, I almost don't give it a chance and I feel bad about that but I just don't no. as soon as I hear his music kicking and I'm just bored yeah well they took away the whole he had that whole I think we've talked about it before 
he had that whole psychotic personality where you were like, oh shit, Orton's gonna fuck somebody up. Yeah. And now and it's that- just kind of like, eh, Orton's gonna smirk. He'll do his arm thing on the top rope, and that's it. Oh shit, Orton's gonna rest your legs on the on the second rope. Yeah. <laughs> It was a rough match, but um, uh, winner on that match, Randy Orton gets the win. Well, yeah, that, that was the the fucking most ridiculous. How is that DDT move more extreme by resting his legs on the announcer's table? I know, I know, but it's also something else I hate when they do false count anywhere matches. I hate that the match ends in the ring. Okay, like what's the point of having a false count anywhere match if you're going to do the pinfall in the middle of the ring? I I I most certainly zoned out for about thirty seconds, and then when I zoned back in, they were back in the ring, and it was one of those kind of what what the fuck did I just miss? Weren't they backstage twenty seconds ago? Yeah, there was a great moment where the cameraman got flattened on his arse. Don't remember that. No, it's um when they were pretty much right around the time that they did the Zack Ryder thing, they're going to back themselves out of that room, and the cameraman you see his feet in the shot. Oh shit! Like he falls right over his arse, and then he's following Kane and Orton back into the arena, and the cameraman you can actually see a limp, <laughs> like he's actually limping. So it's right off the bat this week, folks. But this week's Shockmaster Award goes to the cameraman who fell, Fitzy. Oh, sorry. He fell flat in his ass. He fell flat in his fucking ass. <laughs> it was great. Even his shoes. I just thought it was so funny that you see these two little shoes come sticking up. And I was like, those aren't wrestlers' legs. Those are cameraman's legs. <laughs> uh, Randy Orton gets the win when he gives an RKO onto the steel chair. Steel chair. I love that they say that. Yeah. Uh, then they, they had a backstage segment um, where the only the only the thing you need to know out of this was Johnny Laurinaitis got a phone call from Triple H, and it turns out Triple H needs to talk to Johnny, and they're going to do it on Raw the next night. I don't remember that. Maybe I... Uh, Did you finish Raw, or...? Uh, no, I didn't. I got no. about a half an hour in. As for anyone who's listening to this but has already seen Raw so far, I got as far as the... Bella Twins and you're not enough for me. Match. Hey, hey, spoiler, man. Spoiler. You know I love the Divas matches. Why you gotta spoil it? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, will I go? Now I, go. now I know what's coming up. Come on, man. I'll go. It's, it's actually the main event of the night. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> they uh, they strip Punk of the title and, and they give it to Nikki Bella. I'm surprisingly okay with that. And then Karma comes out and congratulates her. Amazing. Uh, folks, just uh, so you know, we've decided to split pay-per-views in Raw so that we don't have to spend three hours recording and me spend two hours um, editing all in one time. We're going to split it into two shows. That way you'll get a pay-per-view extre- you'll get a pay-per-view review and a Raw review separately. Easier. And I, re- I realize we didn't do last week's Raw, but there was there was issues involved. And so let's quick recap. Stuff happened. And we got bored by the second hour. The end. The end. Yeah, I was uh, I was half dead last week, so we didn't end up doing a, a, a raw review. But again, if like, so was raw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If there's ever anything, if you ever see that we don't do an episode, then fret not. You didn't miss anything major. If anything major ever does happen, we will ensure to at least do a brief discussion about it. Yeah, like if we're not, we're never going to skip like the Brock comeback or. I <laughs> Could you imagine last week on Raw? Ah, some guy came back. Whatever, move on. Brock, dude, I don't know. <laughs> he looks I like a villain from Die Hard. The Rock Lesnar. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up was an unannounced match, as Brodus Clay squashed Dolph Ziggler. Poor Which, Dolph Ziggler, man. I, I was convinced this would be his first loss. I really was. Silly me, really, but uh. How is a, how is standing still with your head down a move? Uh, it's called the. It's got a name. That's why. 
yeah that's why he must have really good gel because it like impales them apparently in the hair yeah um hornswoggle is now coming out with um brodus clay which uh, i'm okay with i guess funk swoggle yeah funk swoggle <laughs> uh, so this is pretty much it wasn't a squash match that you used to from Brodus but he did squash Dolph Ziggler and I pretty much say it every week on this podcast Dolph Ziggler buried once again I don't know who's who he's pissed off but good lord yeah I, I, I still don't care because um, I never really feel like he's not gonna make it no matter how much he's getting squashed because every time I see him in the ring I'm like you're still good boy you're gonna you're gonna yeah. be fine there will be a time and it's coming soon yeah what I find myself thinking lately is you know in a few years when they do like the the Dolph Ziggler definitive collection three disc DVD yeah 2011 2012 will not be featured at all <laughs> or it'll be his Rocky Maivia phase yeah it'll just be he's just happy to be there and the crowd are booing yeah exactly the first thing he needs to do is change his name and go back to using his real name in my opinion what is his real name Nick Nemeth Nicky that's so much better for a heel I think Nick Nemeth that's awesome I know right it's wicked but you know uh, if WWE can't own your name they don't want you to use it hence we get Dolph Ziggler is that really the reason yeah I'm pretty sure that is um, what is it CM Punk owns his name now uh, and I think there's only one or two more guys in the whole WWE that own the rights to their own name John um, Cena obviously yeah because yeah so if it's their real name they kind of they own it because you know you can't cover it somebody's real name right um i'm sure sam can back us up on this but there was also a few cases in which i think it may have been the dudley boys when they went indie they were not allowed to wrestle in the indies as the dudley boys because vince owns the dudley boys hence bully dudley is that what he's called now or something? yeah bully ray and devon right that's it yeah yeah so it's one of those kind of things so yeah it's i guess the reason he's dolph ziggler is because now they own the name dolph ziggler he could go for uh, what my friends gave as Devon as an alternate name because in um, WWF, I think it was called Warzone on the N64, the D's and the O's in the typeface looked very, very similar. So Devon Dudley looked like Ovon Uli and we thought it was like his Russian cousin. <laughs> he could use that. I miss the days when they had the Russian heels. So do I. Nikolai Volkov and Boris Sukov. Yeah, like give him the flag, give him the shirt color, give him everything, give him it all. Do you remember when Nikolai Volkov was kind of like the gentrified, uh, you know, prisoner pet Russian? <laughs> he was kind of like the, the, the retarded zombie in uh, Day of the Dead. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. They taught him to play... Uh, well, like, you know the way... You remember when Nikolai Volkov was a face? Yeah, yeah. And he'd wear all his Russian clobber, and he'd come out to the Russian music, but I think he was waving, like, an American flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, so fucking... Like condescending nonsense, like you know, what I mean? kids around the world going, I'm confused. Look, we 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 fixed him. <laughs> I remember when my friends and I, when I was a kid, we used to have our own indie promotion, and I mean, just on paper, and when we would wrestle each other. <laughs> and I remember our biggest angle was a Nazi angle that we did, which was that kind of thing where the Nazis took over our federation. I like it. And, you know, we had the whole, like, you know, the music hits and all the flags and signs get replaced by the swastikas, and then these Nazi ah. wrestlers come out. It was like the progenitor of uh, NWA. NWO, NWO, right? Yeah, yeah, and I did that years ago. You hear me, Eric Bischoff? Years <laughs> ago. Well, he does steal from everyone. That's true, he does. What a dick. Um, <coughs> excuse me, next matchup was the tables match for the Intercontinental title. The Cody Rhodes taking on the Big Show. And um, whatever, it was an okay match. Um, I like Cody Rhodes a lot. I think he's a great worker. I think we've said that many times on this show. But I'd, l- I'd like to see him against another agile person. Yeah, give him a good match. Big Show, uh, again, I respect Big Show so much, but how many times do we need to see that match? 
Yeah, I mean, how many times do we need to see that man? Exactly. I'd love a pint. Fuck it. They need to take him. He needs to be the kind of guy like they used to do with Andre. Take him off TV. We don't need to see him every week in a squash match because then he means more. Then he's bigger. And it's more like, holy shit, I forgot how big he was. But we can't do that because he's on every week. He's on all the time. And, ugh. Ugh. And he's, he's like a big teddy bear now. Yeah, proven Jeez. by the ending. Uh, what, that he just fell on the chair on a, on a table? Yeah, basically, folks, this was a tables match. And for those of you who aren't informed, a tables match means if you put your opponent through a table in any way, shape, or form, they lose the match. Or, well, yeah, true. Can you go through a table of your own accord? I think I believe I've seen like in some of those matches when like the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian and the Dudleys used to have tables matches. Yeah, um, I swear I remember one of the Dudleys putting himself through a table and thus being eliminated. Um, that was a tag match though, so I don't know how it would work in a one-on-one. Um, they did say that if Cody had uh, he, what, 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 his disaster kick is that what they call it? Yeah, they did say that if when he ricocheted off the table to perform it, that if he'd put himself through it, he would have been gone. So there you go. Then fair enough. I thought maybe that that had changed over time, but obviously not. No, and I thought uh, I swear I thought the ending was a mistake just by the look on Big Show's so face. I, I'm not 100. I'm not 100 certain that it's not. No, and I think that's what I love about wrestling because you will never be certain. You yeah, know, it's always a work, and when it isn't a work, see rule number one. <laughs> yeah. But you know, basically what happened, folks, was Big Show was on the apron. He went to get in the ring. Uh, Cody kicked him in the leg. Big Show took one step backwards and stepped right through a table that was set up against the ring. And uh, just gave this look to the camera like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> no. And then all I could think was, being somebody who's refereed in indie pro wrestling, was just like, what would I do as the ref? Like, I, holy shit. And then the ref looks over, sees it, points at the points at, for the bell, and awards Cody Rhodes the Intercontinental title because Big Show slipped and put himself through the table. What yeah, an ending. It was it was a strange one. I mean, yeah, because there's no way you can do a do over. No, I mean that's the rule. You have to do it that way. I mean, again, it's always a work. But you know, part of me feels like that wasn't a work. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's always a work. But at the same time, a big man can't stumble. But see, I don't know how they're going to play the angle from now on. If they play it like you know, you didn't really beat me, blah blah blah. Perhaps then it was a, it was a work i don't know oh god that means we're gonna get another match at over the limit cody versus big show probably probably be some stipulation that means it's the, the final one and yeah <sighs> fun 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 uh, after the match cody celebrates but big show beats the shit out of him and puts him through two separate tables and one of them he picked him up press slam style threw him from in the ring through a table on the floor which was pretty cool it was um yeah it uh, was it was all right they were they started booing him at one point when he first started beating up on Cody i thought maybe they were going for a heel turn but uh, by the end of him beating him up they were cheering again just confused yeah crowd that's the other thing about the chicago crowd is they're basically a smart mark crowd right so a lot of the chants and stuff were very uh smart which we'll get back to that as well because there was a chant later which was classic um coming up next we got a fantastic i thought this match was great two out of three falls for the world heavyweight title daniel bryan taking on sheamus Solid match. Solid, solid match. Uh, when it started, I thought they were going to do the whole 18 second things again, seconds thing again. Oh, really? Uh, like, I just thought, because it was three falls, I thought the first fall might be like a quick little 18 second thing. Right. Um, especially when Seamus came out with his new t-shirt. Which was shit. Yeah, you could tell it was very cheaply printed. It was like when they do the Team Raw, Team SmackDown shirts. Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of thrown together. 
Sheamus comes down with a t-shirt that says 18 seconds. Of course, rep- referencing the fact that he won the t- World Heavyweight title at Mania in 18 seconds. Um, solid match, I thought, man. Solid. The, the only uh, strategical problem I had was Brian could have just stepped back one kick early and not not gotten the disqualification. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna get a DQ in a three two out of three falls match, then you might as well beat him with a chair, hadn't you? Like yeah, a, a rope break is no reason to get disqualified. True. Um, but you know he did that. So yeah, Sheamus gets the first fall by DQ when uh, Brian won't break the won't let um, Sheamus out of the ropes. Um, so now Sheamus gets to sell the um, sell the shoulder, which leads into the yes lock. And Sheamus he doesn't tap out; he passes out, right? Yes. Which again was an interesting angle. Um, then they do the whole you know the referees and everyone have to come in and wake him up, and the doctors in there trying to wake up Sheamus. Um, the match is the match continues, um, and then Sheamus hits an Irish curse an Irish curse back backbreaker, and the crowd boos. And Sheamus connects with his bro kick for the win. This was another example of a smart fan, smart crowd. Daniel Bryan is definitely the the heel. Sheamus is definitely the baby face, but the crowd did not feel the same way. Yeah, he was definitely the, the the over individual in that situation. He was great, though. The, the two of them are great, but at the same time, I still would have liked Daniel Bryan to win, even though Sheamus is my homeboy. Um, it just felt right for him to win it back. But at the same time, at least this match legitimized Sheamus's title reign. Yeah, exactly. Because now he's actually earned it. Now he didn't just get a ki- get it with a kick. He actually won it. Exactly. Um, I think the reason maybe that they didn't give Brian the title back just yet was because he's still in that gray area. Like they want him as a heel, but the crowd wants him as a babyface. If they put the title on him, I think that will solidify his babyface push. So maybe they're waiting for that. Maybe. I hate the way WWE do that. Like. The crowd are clearly telling you what they want. Just go for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Vince doesn't do that. Vince tells you what you want. Yeah. <laughs> we'll tell them what they want, goddammit. <laughs> but I think that's the only reason. I mean, I like Sheamus as the title holder. I think Sheamus also is better as a heel. So in an ideal world, I think they would just reverse the roles. Um, because I liked Sheamus when he was that bad big motherfucker coming in and laying everybody out. You know, not the, not the goofy, cheesy... You know what I mean? Some of his promos are kind of cheesy, and I, I don't know. I like him better as a heel. Um, again, I wouldn't have seen too much of him as a heel because I I got got into it too late. But I I saw bits of him, and yeah, he's he can look threatening. Well, he beat he beat Cena for the WWE Championship really really early into his run uh, as a heel in a tables match, similar kind of thing. Cena fell off of the top turnbuckle through a table, and Sheamus got the belt, and he was a huge heel at that moment. People hated his guts. Um, and that was when he was just running around beating the shit out of people. <laughs> As the Irish are known to do. More more punches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have uh, one of my favorite tag teams in history here, uh, Fitzy. Aaron Relic and Jay Hutton. Move over, Legion of Doom. That's right. Two jobbers from Chicago. Now, this, what this made me think of was, what indie promotion did they go to and go, we need your two saddest, weakest, most pathetic, make sure they're terrible on the mic, we need two of them. We need one guy that weighs less than a Bella twin and the other guy who seems to be incapable of just standing on his feet. Yeah, it, <laughs> it always makes me wonder. You know, like when you see a film and there's a... A, a woman playing a character that is supposed to be the ugly woman character, and she's purely ugly. Like, she's completely ugly. I always wonder how they go to the agents and say, <laughs> do you have any ugly women? What about a fat guy? We need a really big fat guy. Do you have some of those? 
like the fat chick from EastEnders that looked like uh, Robbie Coltrane in the Harry Potter movies that died recently. <laughs> right, like how, do, how, how do they? You, yeah, how do they put on an audition for you? How can I put this? I need someone who looks like they have a face like a smackdown. Yeah, I need your ugliest client. Um, so that's Aaron Relic and Jay Hutton for this, and um, they are about to get squashed by Gold. I mean Ryback. Uh, he, who, he who wafts away his farts. <laughs> and they they have Santino Morello and the Great Khali watching backstage, basically saying, "Oh, Ryback, very big. Look at sides of him." I'm sorry, you brought it up. So what's Kali saying? Kali was saying. I was hoping you could maybe shed some light on it, but obviously not. I man is incomprehensible. Absolutely. Again, he's another one that. Why the fuck is he still there? Tell me, you don't have a couple guys in FCW that can replace Great Kali? Come on. Please, help us out here. Walk? Hmm. Can they walk? Yeah, then they're in. If they can walk, they're in. <laughs> and they don't just go... <laughs> and I'm still dying. Good Lord. Uh, Ryback's music hits. Really, really bad song. Terrible music. Yeah, it's it's like real slow, labored rock shit. Like... Yeah. No, it inspires no fucking fear or awe. No, and this is right before, uh, this is after both of these guys, these no-jobbers, no-hopers, as they used to call them, are chanting, two is greater than one. Two is greater than one. And, now, he and, and the guy forgot his lines at one point. It was amazing. And he, Two is better than one. One. And he wasn't, not only was he doing a stupid chant, we've talked about this, the three-syllable chants or whatever, you know, catchy, fit into a musical rhythm. His chant That's fit not. into nothing. It has to go... Oh, nah, 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 nah. Exactly. Nah, or or it has to be like, uh, you know, just a simple one, two. Nah, 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 nah. But, yeah. No, not this guy. He was going, two is better than one. Two is better than one. Two. You oh. can do it, Homer. You can do it, Homer. <laughs> Um, so Ryback comes out, which of course Ryback used to be Skip Sheffield, a member of the Nexus. Um, he left with an injury and now comes back as his new character. Um, a huge, massive Goldberg chant breaks out like three times during this match. Which was very funny. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean by a smart crowd, folks, because, you know, it's everybody's thinking it. But for yeah. a good majority of this crowd to just be chanting, Goldberg, Goldberg, it was great. Kind of made me want to have Goldberg out there. Yeah, have him come out and lay out Ryback. Again, uh, I, I know uh, you hate my love of the big scary guys with attitude problems, but I did like Goldberg too. Oh, I, I don't, I don't. It doesn't bother me that you like Goldberg. I just think he's a dick. He is. Yeah. Again, I'm not looking for a friend. You mean in me or in Goldberg? I'm hurt now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you mean by that? That hurts my feelings. <laughs> oh God! How, how could I quit you? <laughs> I can't quit you. Um. Wow, what a match. I like the asshole in my wrestlers. That sounds terrible. Um, no, could you say... I think there was a, some feedback. I need you to say that again so I can have a clear copy of it. So, so what? I, I, <laughs> you, I, I need I you to... Up. I need you to repeat that thing about you liking wrestlers' assholes. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Fitzy loves wrestlers' assholes. I can't deny it. <laughs> um, he, let's see here. Ryback basically slaughters these two guys. Yeah, um, I don't like his finishing move. It's a bit in a, it's a bit ineffectual, con you know, considering what they're selling him at. Like his lesser, well, quote unquote, lesser, more standard moves are more devastating looking than his finisher. 
Yeah, and then the other beef with that is if this guy comes up against a legitimate competition, he's not picking Cena up like that. No. He's not getting Cena up on his shoulders. So, then you know, it's it's hard to... he. I guess he has one set of moves when he's squashing people and another set of moves for when he fights somebody legit. Maybe. I don't know. Like, uh, he looks the part, you know, they, if they built him up, and didn't try and make him Goldberg to Electric Boogaloo. He, uh, he could be good, but I don't know how good a wrestler he is, really. No, not at all. Um, basically, he lies these two guys. He poor, um, poor and Aaron Relic and Jay Hutton get lay on top of each other as Ryback pins both of them. Like kindling in a wrestling fire. Classy. Very, very classy. Uh, next up, we get a promo video for tonight's WWE title match because it is a Chicago street fight for the WWE title. Chris Jericho taking on CM Punk. Apparently, in this sense, uh, Fitzy, the only thing that street fight means is we're going to wear jeans to the ring. Chicago jeans fight, yeah. Yeah. You know, so... <laughs> this it, it, time, I'm going to kick your ass wearing denim. That's right. And I love uh, Y2J's new jacket, by the way. Uh, the red and blue one that yeah. he wore at WrestleMania for the yeah. first time. Love it. Eh, it's okay. I'd wear that around town here if I had it. See, at first I got excited because I didn't realize they were wearing jeans. I thought that maybe Jericho had had somehow heard smart marks and heard me giving out to him about being too short a man to wear panties. Yeah. But uh, it was not to be because he came out in Raw wearing panties again. Could you imagine he looks in the camera and goes, I heard what you said on smart marks. I got pants on. I would just die. <laughs> I think my head would you explode. Suck. You suck, Fitzosaurus. Yeah. Oh, dude, I think my head would explode. <laughs> I'd just be dead right there. I'd be happy to just die. It'll be the, it'll be the best thing ever. That's right. Um, not, speaking of not the best thing ever, Street Fight for the WWE title. Um, CM Punk's family is at ringside. Uh, and I mentioned to Fitzy yesterday that I couldn't decide because his sister is there. I couldn't decide whether or not his sister was hot. Because um, some angles she was, some angles she wasn't. And uh, Fitzy pretty much summed it up perfectly for me, I think. Um, I forget what I said. It was something along the lines of her being from the wrong side of town. Yes, okay, yeah. She she looks like the kind of woman who comes from the wrong side of town and is a bit loose and, you know, she'd probably be fun, but she's not she's no model. No, and if you if you if you're hearing this Phil Brooks, we we uh, we have the utmost respect for your family. Yes, of course. Please don't kick my ass. <laughs> um, but you would because she's CM Punk's sister and you could go, "Well, guess what I did last night?" Yeah, she didn't go to sleep. Hi oh. Oh. <laughs> um. So uh, I, 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 let her, I let her touch my anaconda. Nice. <laughs> God, I hope none of the wrestlers ever hear this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear those two fucking assholes talking about wrestling? I think it'd be great to become like the in thing of all the wrestlers are listening to Smart Marks. Uh, wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which fills up first. I know. It didn't get me very far last night, did it? <laughs> no. No. Uh, okay, so, a uh, fairly good match. Um, I expected a little more out of a street fight, but, you know, it's um, it was still a solid match. I, I just think sometimes when they give them these gimmicks, they kind of tie their hands a little bit because, you know, they didn't, they didn't really have to call it a, a street fight or an, a false count anywhere match or, you know, they could have just done them as extreme rules matches because... And I don't think weak. Uh, like, like I, I, I mean, I love CM Punk. I adore him, but I would have some criticisms about his, about his ring moves. Um, like, I think I often think his his hand strike, his arm strikes look weak, and I hate that kind of double chop thing that he does. Yeah, it always looks really pathetic. And when he punches people from behind, and he's really just hitting them with the 
with the, his elbow pit, if you will, the inside of his elbow. Yeah. It just looks very weak, and like I've seen, uh, I see people who punch a lot better. You know, who look, make it look a lot more realistic. I think Randy Orton's a pretty good puncher. Yeah, yeah, he does a great one. I think, yeah. um, I think this is a prime example of they picked the gimmick for the match, not for the wrestlers. Yes. So you know they weren't like, well, you're good at this, so we'll give you this. I mean, these guys could have done a submission match. Yeah, absolutely. Or uh, an I Quit match, or a Last Man Standing match, or you know, the concept of street fight was kind of lost on me, to be fair. <laughs> Like with with both YGJ and CM Punk, uh, regardless of how inaccurate you'd be or how stupidly, uh, you know, incorrect you'd be, you you get the impression that you might be able to take them in a fist fight or at least hold your own for a little while. Yeah, at least get a couple good ones in there. Yeah, but like you know, you wouldn't like if Ryback was put in front of you, you'd soil yourself. <laughs> yes. So don't put them in this match that is meant to make them look like some sort of psychotic fucking bruiser. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. They're technicians. Um, at one point, Jericho got slapped in the mouth by a punk sister. Yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, it that, was. That was probably the hardest hit of the match. <laughs> yeah, probably. She probably got her nails in. Yeah, Punk did a great uh, flying elbow drop through the Spanish announce table. Which, of course, yeah. as we told you on our first episode of Smart Marks, when you see the Spanish announce table, it's doomed. Si. Si. Um, yeah, he, well, he, he eventually got it. He nearly fell. And he had he'd fucked up uh, a jump earlier on as well. He's he's not got the best balance in the top ropes either. Must be the new, the new drinking he started. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, he did a great, uh, <laughs> great thing where he sprayed Jericho in the face with a fire extinguisher. That was good, although, again, in typical WWE form, like, he looked right down the nozzle. <laughs> Hit me now, you know? Yeah. My little, my little cousin, who's 10, loved it. He popped big for it, so I guess that's why oh. it's there. Then it worked. Yeah, exactly. Got old farts. Yeah, it just didn't work on us. Uh, the match finished with uh, was it just a GTS basically? Yeah. Oh yeah, because Jericho took the top, took the turnbuckle cover off, and then it was funny. My dad was in the room and he said, "That's going to come back to haunt him." I think. <laughs> and then of course it did, and that was the ending of the match. Your dad's a smart mark. Yeah, I think he'd be ashamed to hear you say that. <laughs> no, he literally just comes into the room to make fun of wrestling and then leaves the room again. Oh, right. he, he he thinks it's one of his son's silly little pursuits. Exactly. Yes. Right. Um, after the match, Punk jumps to the fans at ringside for the celebration, which I thought was great. Um, I love the hometown thing. I got a real, I got a real shitty grin on my face when that happened. Yeah, because he's up there and he's basically saying, "Hand me the title, get me the title, get me the title." <laughs> yep. Uh, it looked really, really cool. The title, though, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. The title is looking shoddy. It's missing a C from champion on one of the side panels. You serious? It's missing a buckle on the back, like one of the buckles that he wears to tighten it is missing. Shit. And I'm like, really? Come really? on now. That's the WWE title belt. Really? Change it. Please change it. If you're listening, please change it. Please you can ignore every other request we ever make. Just yeah. change the title belt. CM Punk, I take back what I said about your sister. Jericho, I t take back what I said about trousers. Just pl please slap Vince around the head with your cock until he changes the belt. Please. And put on the left panel, we want Fitzy's face, and on the right panel, we want my face. I like it. That'd be amazing. And then in the middle, just a big diamond-encrusted huzzah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this match, except for one fall, is for the huzzah championship. I would bet my watch and my warrant on the fact that Sam will have designed that by <laughs> next week. Yeah, he's probably already finished it now. He's just listening live. 
<laughs> somehow. It's not funny. Only, not only is he a talented artist, he's psychic. Like, <laughs> Dude, he sometimes messages me before I even put up the Facebook announcement that the episode's up. <laughs> so he's obviously has it like he has it subscribed or whatever. Yeah, like uh, a, a Google Reader or something. Motherfucker, I love that man. Me too. Uh, next up, Beth Phoenix is backstage arguing because they've told her she isn't clear to wrestle. Um, Beth Phoenix did an injury angle last week, folks, where she lost the Divas title to Nikki Bella. Uh, ooh, Beth Phoenix fucked up her leg. And again, the only reason I even watched the match is because I'm waiting for Karma to come back. Yeah, she kind of twisted her ankle, if I remember rightly, didn't she? Yeah, it turns out now that it was storyline, but it looked legit, and she sold it like a champ. It did. Or like a former champ, I should say. <laughs> well, you're, I think people without the butterfly belt are more of a champion, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the butterfly belt would look good on Aaron, though. <laughs> I'll tell him that. Yes, please do. Holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Even just one comment, you ruined the Kelly Kelly song for me. I didn't say it was for Aaron, though. I said it was for Aiden. <laughs> no, you said it could be for Aaron on our first one. I'm sure you said. Either way, it's ruined. I hear okay. the Kelly Kelly song now. I picture Aaron. Ruined. So you, can't, so you can't jerk off to Aaron anymore because it's Kelly Kelly's getting in the way. Exactly. It's, it's crossing some wires. I'm getting confused. And no, I just can't handle it. Um, next up is the Divas title match. Heard here first, folks. Matt likes to jerk off to pictures of Aaron. I'm just leaving that out there in the ether with a few yeah. seconds silence after it. I'm not the only one. Get in line. <laughs> um, this this match caused me to send a message through to Fitzy that said, "Oh my God, how hot do the Bellas look?" Yeah, I I'm, I will only ever watch a Bella a Nikki Bella involved because I don't want, the, the frustration levels are too high. I was chatting with you on Skype uh, when the <laughs> excuse me bless you when the Nikki when the Bellas were kind of walking to the ring and I was kind of thinking I might have to let them go here. <laughs> <laughs> I might need to be alone here for a moment. Um, basically, they, they did myself a mischief. <laughs> basically, they tell Nikki uh, Bella that she's going to face a surprise opponent. Who? Don't worry, it's not Karma. Which I was immediately disappointed. Um, I still haven't seen Karma, so I didn't know yet. Hold oh, on. she's a big angry black bitch. <laughs> oh no, I've seen her. I just haven't seen seen her like wrestle yeah she's gonna come back and lay these bitches out i think um <laughs> so they tell her that she's gonna have a surprise opponent nikki bella and her sister brie both looking smoking hot in the ring the mystery diva comes out and it is layla and i had no idea who she was yeah when she left she was um chubbier and yet i remembered her music so I, i'm guessing that was maybe a previous diva's uh theme was it i think it was hers so uh, maybe they have recycled them but i know it was hers most recently um her most recent angle was she was in a tag team with michelle mccool okay and they were That's going around as lay cool is what they called themselves she's uh she's the one who's married to mark calloway isn't it yeah yeah michelle mccool's married to mark calloway okay. um the undertaker for you uh uninformed fans now um yeah, like I said, Layla has lost a ton of weight. She was never big, but she was bigger. Um, she looked hot too, man. She's got a lot of face. <laughs> yes, and like, I can, and I can only hope that her fake British accent is gone. It's just it's all there. It's all just face and smile and cheek. I'm not saying she's a fat face. It's just too much face. Yeah, she's got more face than her body does because she used to be bigger. Yeah, it's it's a it's a. I can't tell if. 
she's hot or I hate her. I can't tell the I can't tell which. Yeah, you'll you'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't heard her speak yet, but she used to do an awful British accent. Which I don't know whether it was her doing a bad British accent or whether she's actually British and she moved to America when she was young, so she has that half and half accent. Either right. way, her accent is awful. It's terrible, or it used to be anyway. Cafe um, Yeah the the um, the finish of this match was hot because Layla just kind of lay on top of uh, Nikki Bella. Yep, and uh, then we paused, and three to four minutes later, we were back watching Raw. <laughs> yes, we were. <laughs> Um, good match, uh, I guess. It was there. I, again, I only watched because I'm waiting for uh, Karma to come back. How uh, bad of an accent are we talking? Are we talking like Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins? Almost. Yep. I would take his accent over hers. <laughs> Not his voice, though. That would be disturbing coming out of a woman. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it might be kind of hot. Mary Poppins! <laughs> yeah, I'm the new Divas champion, I am. No road. You do quick. You do a double blink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah they put that match they obviously stuck that match in there to bring it back down from the street fight before we go into the the Jesus match of the night my god my god do you remember the old uh, silver were they called silver screen the company that made WWE or WWF videos back in the day mm, possibly maybe you were in Canada maybe it was just the European or British distributor but they used to have this great little promo uh, like a like a like a ten second interstitial, like you know, to to set up the fact that this was a you know, like they'd see the logo of the company, yeah, but also you'd hear like sound effects from various WWF events in the background, and you'd have like a Stone Cold going, "You camera guys are always sticking your what is it? You fellas are always sticking your cameras where they don't belong." But the best one was they had a a kind of a scratch repeat of Jr. just saying three times, "This is amazing, amazing, amazing." <laughs> nice. Have you heard My Ass by JR? No. Go on YouTube when we're done here and have a look. It's like they put a bunch of his clips uh, to music. Okay. Um, and he's literally talking like, why don't you just kiss my ass? <laughs> I did that my ass. And it's all, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like a uh, chef in South Park. I want to make love in your asshole, children. <laughs> yes. And there's another beautiful clip that I can keep of yours. <laughs> um... All right, so the last match of the night, the match that caused me to be sending messages to both Fitzy and Sam because I felt like I couldn't do it alone. Okay. This match turned me into like a kid again almost. Like it was just one of those things where... Anyway, let's just get it started. Brock Lesnar taking on John Cena, an Extreme Rules match. Um, John, or sorry, Brock Lesnar comes out first. Uh, then John Cena comes out. And as John Cena was coming out, I was just looking at him going, please don't say something stupid to the camera. Please don't say something stupid to the camera. Just go to the ring. And then he looks in the camera and goes, time to get uh, extreme. extreme. <laughs> You're about to get your ass whipped by Brock Lesnar. You don't need to be looking in the camera saying stupid shit. <clears throat> Excuse me again. I'm killing the mic every time I cough, so only you get to hear I, that. I'm doing the same. I'm, I'm sniffling and coughing here. I feel bad because I, I seem to be coming down with something now as well. Well, you can't catch yeah. it on Skype, so it's not my fault. Well, that's yet to be seen. <laughs> All right. So, as soon as the match starts, um, there's this... 
there's this excitement for me anyway because I'm like, how are they going to do this? This is going to be something different. I really hope they do this the right way, which for 99% of it, they did it the right way, in my opinion. Um, yes. Cena charges Lesnar. Lesnar tackles him much like the tackle he had on Raw, delivers a bunch of elbows right away to the head, and immediately Cena is bleeding big time. Do you think that was a prepped wound? In the head. I, I, again, we say this every time. It's always a work. So there's always something involved. But he hit him uh, hard. He did, he, did, he did hit him hard, but I don't know if he hit him hard enough to bust him open quite to that degree. I think that might have been a prepped cut that yeah. like was let heal for like half a day. Very well could have been. I mean, stranger things have happened, I'm sure. Uh, but basically, folks, yeah, blood is back in a big, bad way. Uh, yep. Cena <laughs> bled. You may say the most extreme action with blood ever, and we'll talk about it as you discuss it, but uh, I think they went further with what was done with blood than ever. Yeah, to the point that, I mean, obviously, as per the rules these days, the referee originally wants to stop the match and wipe the blood away, uh, which, again, I wish they'd just let him fight. Come on now. Yeah, um, that, was, that looked pathetic. That made John Cena look even weaker. Yeah, uh, it was bad. Um, Lesnar was even wiping Cena's blood across his chest. And licking it off his hand. Which was amazing. Which he did, uh, he did that, was it to The Undertaker he did that to before? Maybe. There's another clip where he made somebody bleed and he wiped it across his chest. Um, but he totally was just brutalizing Cena, kicking the shit out of him. Um, yep. And if it wasn't for the fact that I could hear Cena calling the match, I would have been incredibly uncomfortable. <laughs> Like how did your how did your nephew or your cousin or whatever think of it? We didn't get to this one, thankfully. Oh, okay. together. Like I watched this one by myself last night, uh, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I don't know how he would have reacted to it. You know, um, right? He's not an overly sensitive kid or anything, but you just never know, right? Yeah, um, of he's course. never seen blood in wrestling before, so I don't know how he would have taken to that. Lesnar's a big, scary-looking motherfucker. I don't know how he would have reacted to that. Um, and at some at some ages telling them that it's fake just wouldn't it's not enough you know what i mean right it just doesn't work i mean i know it's predetermined and when i was watching it i was uncomfortable <laughs> you know casino was just getting so beat up um i thought it was great like it was great and I, I, it makes me sick how much respect i have for cena you know what i mean he just uh, my, my, like it, it's very strange when you're watching a wrestling match and it's reminding you of the uh, Apollo Creed Ivan Drago fight in Rocky Four. <laughs> that's that's how I felt. I was like, holy shit, they're going to WWE are now in the business of remaking Rocky movies. Yeah, um, <laughs> Cena doesn't get much offense on at all. I mean, I think he only hit him three or four times in the whole match. Yeah, um, Cena tries to go for his chain and. It's a good thing that one of them was right at the end with the AA then, huh? Yeah, how about that? Don't don't spoil it now. <laughs> now, um, basically, Lesnar doesn't even really break a sweat. I mean, he's just kind of walking around, smirking at himself, um, beating Cena senseless. At one point, he wraps Cena's chain around his feet and ties him up over the top turnbuckle, which looked amazing. That was pretty cool. Um, when um, it was the, do you remember in the crowd they had those two little kids with said the, the sign that said Cena's still my hero. The Cena twins, yeah, the uh, little kids. Oh, dude, and I, I felt so bad for them because I was like, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. And he, and didn't he throw him against their turnbuckle or their, their ring uh, barrier? Yeah, and that was one of the moments where I heard Cena say that, which made me feel a little bit better about the beating he was taking. Um, right. Because you hear him say to Lesnar, throw me into the wall, throw me into the wall. And I was like, oh, thank God, he's not just beating him up. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was rough. Lots of blood, lots of, uh, lots of uh, violence, I would say. Um, 
And then we start to lose it a little bit. Because basically what they did was Lesnar beat him down. Cena would get a little bit back up. Lesnar beats him back down. Uh, Lesnar flew over the top rope twice. Yes. That looks vicious as the, well. The first one I thought he hurt himself. So did uh, I. And I was like, it's the shooting star press all over again. Oh, God. Because he landed right on his hip, right on his knee, started to limp, and then just started to laugh again. And I was like, he is the bad guy from Die Hard. <laughs> Should set glass. Uh, and then basically Cena gets the uh, chain on his fist. And as Lesnar runs at him to jump over the top again, he punches Lesnar hard way right in the face with it, breaks C- uh, Lesnar open a little bit. Uh, then no, he- tell. Mm-hmm. no tell for him. No. And then he delivers... Oh, yeah. Of course, we're missing out that there was a few ref bumps. What did they go through? Three refs in this? <laughs> They're like popcorn. They really are. And that first ref got flattened. He did. And then when he picked Absolutely. him up, he went into the ring and picked him up by his by his belt and threw him back in the ring. <laughs> like luggage. That was amazing. That poor referee. <laughs> um, that blonde ref. Yeah, and then the basically, so after all this, as we just told you folks, Cena has been getting beaten so badly for 15 minutes that he's bleeding profusely. He can't move. He's covered in welts. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he delivers one punch, followed by the AA on top of the stairs, which are now in the ring. And it's over. Cena wins. Yeah. Which, again, like I said, 99% of this match they did the right way. Um, wow. I almost also, how, do, how can they pin him on steps? He's guess, not on the mat. I guess that's the way it works in an Extreme Rules match. Okay. I guess. Yeah, I guess that is something that... Because it's not a false count anywhere match, so... Exactly. I don't know. I've se- I think I've seen before, though, where they've pinned him on top of the stairs in the ring. Um, so, I mean, solid, solid match from a storyline standpoint. I mean, Lesnar beat the shit out of him. But, he did. Um, I don't know. It seemed like a bit of a waste. Uh, maybe they could have had them both go to a no a no contest or something. Uh, my immediate reaction when he got the pin was, I, I actually think I, I yelled bullshit at my laptop. Um, because it just, it, it completely went against the flow of what we'd just seen for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, he pulled me back a little uh, with the speech afterwards, but at the same time, and I, I've, I've seen a little bit of Raw, which I won't go into, but um, um, suffice it to say that it starts off with Johnny Laurinaitis and uh, Brock. So, you know, I get, I get, I get what they were doing with it. But at the same time, in the heat of the moment, I did yell bullshit. <laughs> yeah, because I looked at the clock and there was about three minutes left and the match was over. So I thought, twist, there's something else going to happen. Excuse I, me? Kept, I kept expect, expecting to hear the glass smash. I don't know why. <laughs> I expected something to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Cena gave a stupid speech about how he's probably going to take some time off. Do you think he that? Do you think that was planned, or do you think he knew that his arm was banjaxed? I don't know because you pointed out to me as well that he said to the referee after the match that my arm is completely fucked. Yeah, uh, and he wasn't moving it around. And then when he got the mic, he did say Vince is probably going to give out to me for speaking when I'm not allowed to. But I think I'm going to be sent home anyway. Um, so I mean, either either he's selling it really well or whatever. But either way. Lesnar comes back as this monster heel. Cena beats him clean and then says, "Oh, I'm going to take some time off." Yeah, it was. It was strange. It was very strange. 
But then again, I think maybe part of it was that John Cena, the, the person, realised that I've damaged my arm irreparably here and I need, I'm not going to be able to wrestle for a certain chunk of time. And he, he knows what happens to you when that happens. You're, you know, put on the recovery clock so you don't travel with them. And yeah. He knew that would happen. Or maybe, maybe they'd planned to retire him for a while after. I don't know. Um, In which case he should have lost then. Yes, he should have. I mean, if it's because of the legitimate injury, then fair enough. But if they were planning to retire him for a while after this, he should have lost. Like, fuck him up and make it look like he's he's done. Like Right, exactly. But for him to... I don't know. Maybe maybe on the DVD release, they'll cut it after the match ends and not leave his speech in. Do they do that kind of thing still? Yeah, they cut stuff all the time for <clears throat> DVD releases. and um, But it was... This whole pay-per-view was will be solid as a DVD release, you know. Um, yeah, it was, it was good. It was it was it, the Sheamus Bryan match was solid. Um, Cena Brock and every time we talk, it's like the third time I've talked about this pay-per-view, and I forget the third match I liked. Um, what other ones were there? Cody Rhodes uh, Big Show. Nah, not so much. Divas. No. <laughs> uh, Ryback. No. Um, Seamus, uh, Daniel Bryan. Said that. Um, the Cody Rhodes Big Show, Brodus Clay, Dolph Ziggler, Kane, Randy Orton. Oh Christ! Then fair enough. There was only two matches I liked, but <laughs> but uh, it still felt decent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, again, it makes no sense to have seen a win from a storyline standpoint. True. Um, but from a longevity, like on the Blu-ray release, seen a winning makes sense, I guess. Because, I mean, when you go back a year from now and watch the DVD, you're not going to remember that after that, Cena took five months off or whatever happened in the storyline. Uh, I guess from that standpoint, it was all right. But I, I just loved the brutality of the match. I was literally uncomfortable and kind of was able to put aside the mark in my brain and just root for Cena because I wanted him to beat this big bully. <laughs> Make the bad guy go away. Yeah, because Lesnar's a scary-looking motherfucker. He is, even though he's unfit. <laughs> yeah, he was a little bit less unfit, but still pretty fat. Well, you know, it's all relative. I would love to be Brock Lesnar fat, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Even at his fattest, he's in better shape than you and I. I would kill to be Brock Lesnar fat, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's your pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen. Extreme Rules 2012. Um, it was all... It, the Cena match makes me want to give it a lot more points than I should. Um but overall, it was all right. I'm going to just oh, say... Punk, punk Jericho, right. of course. The third one, Punk Jericho. All right, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Derp. Derp. <laughs> How did we both forget that? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were three solid matches. Um, yeah. Varying degrees of solidity. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I think those three enough uh, made it worth the price. Me and you paid for it. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. And modern day WWE, to get three solid matches out of a card, I guess we should consider ourselves lucky. Very much so. Um, and all they, all they would have had to have done to make it even better would have been put, put Ziggler against someone good. Can you imagine if either Rhodes or Ziggler went face? The, the matches they would have. I know. And Ziggler will. I'm sure Ziggler will at some point. More than Rhodes? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, maybe Rhodes is the natural one because of, of who his dad is. And uh, he's pretty, He's a bit of a pretty boy as well. Do you know what I mean? He he, he could be... He could play the... the kind of the cocky, likable guy. Yeah, yeah, very true. Psychotic, stocky, I'll rape you guy. Yeah, very true. Um, something else I was going to mention is I wish they would just announce these matches. I know they're just squash matches. 
But yeah. In the promo video, why can't you say also featuring Ryback and featuring Brodus Clay or whatever? You know. Well, and why is Ryback fighting two uh, unknowns in the pay per view when the U.S. title is up for grabs in the pre-show? Exactly. Against yeah. a former WWE champion. Yeah, exactly. There's some. Sometimes they just do these things a little backwards. I don't know whether they just book them at the last minute. But I remember the old promo videos used to take like forever and they would list every single match. So I would have been okay with seeing in the previews also Brodus Clay versus Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would have been okay with that. At least then you Although know. I suppose part of the fun of of uh, maybe it's part of the fun of excuse me of um six though. I mean the intro, ladies and gentlemen, because that kind of gives away the pop. I like it better when it's just the funkies on and round. Got to let you know. I kind of like the intro because uh, even that it's even that's its own uh, stinger, as Sam would call it. I think that's the word he used. You know because. Uh, you know, it's an intro- it's an introduction, but it's no less of a, a pop than the beginning of the song because it's kind kind of almost preparation for it. Yeah, I kind of like it. All right, yeah. we'll agree to disagree then. And they've both got magnificent behinds, so they get a pass. That's true. It's funny. One of those girls, I think I told you already, was in the Tough Enough reality show. Already, uh, and she got eliminated, and then now she has a contract. She is superb. And then. Jeff- and then the guy who won Tough Enough, won the contract, just got released as well. <laughs> Is that the one, the Stone Cold season, which I still haven't seen? Yeah, it's really good if you ever get a chance to uh, really acquire it. So I've heard. I've heard it's brilliant. Yeah, really good. Uh, the, the point when w- one of the Brodus Clay's women uh, says to Stone Cold, because he says, oh yeah, you like wrestling? What's your favorite match? And she says something like, Gail Kim versus Alicia Fox. Oh dear God! And Stone Cold just kind of looks at her and like I think he's trying to decide whether or not he can give her a stunner or not. <laughs> like he just gives her this look, like you just shit on my carpet. Uh, but it was a really, really good reality show. Really good. I mean, Kim, fair enough. Uh, you know, as a diva, she's pretty good. But fucking Rihanna. Yeah, oh, that w- that wasn't the answer he wanted you to give. Sometimes no. you're supposed to give the right answer, and then other times, like in a job interview, you're supposed to give the answer they want you to give. Sometimes you're just meant to shut up and say Macho Man versus Ricky Steamboat. That's right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's Extreme Rules, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as we said, Fitzy and I will be back uh, within the next day or two to review Raw uh, once I've seen it. Um, but we figured we'd split them up. So uh, what kind of a mark would you give Extreme Rules? I'd give it a, a healthy six or a... An unhealthy seven. Uh, it was good. I mean, I, I w- put it this way. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because I, w- I went in there completely not giving a shit. Um, yeah, I think same. we discussed that very briefly beforehand. Like, I just didn't care. I was. It just seemed like such a non-pay-per-view. No, exactly. Complete non-event and the Brock um, build-up was shitty because he's terrible on the mic yeah. with the contract thing. Yeah, um, it's like I'm not going to wrestle next week until these demands are made. Brock, you've just made those demands. It's me- it's meet the meat. He meant to say you stupid illiterate fuck. Yeah, he, oh, he's so bad at repeating his words. Yeah, um, changes, changes, Matt. Did you know changes? Yeah, and until these changes are changed, and these cha- I'm going to change. You're going to change these changes so that they're changed. And until else- the changes are changed, I'm not going to wrestle until you change them. And and if you don't change these changes, I'm going to throw the change in my pocket at you until you change it. That's right. Yeah, I think I said to you we are cursed by being wrestling journalists now. Yes. Right on. 
it's it's not it's not fun anymore. It's a job we don't get paid for. Yeah, god damn it. <laughs> it was fun for eight episodes and now look at us. Yeah, we're just such bitter, twisted fucking know it all fuckheads who couldn't do a snap mare if our life depended on it. <laughs> Dude, there's yeah. no there's no better extra than that. I know, and yeah, and yet we're uh, giving out to the fucking the, the people at the top of their their business. Yeah, but we know better. A guy and from that, Ireland and a guy in Wales. That is the way of the world. That's right. Having idiots who know nothing give out to the best in the world. All right. Speaking of idiots who know nothing giving out to the best in the world, this has been another edition of Smart Marks. <laughs> I'm the natural heel. He's the Fitzosaurus or Magic Fitzpatrick. Got it in there. Yes. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> and uh, we will see you guys all in a day or two when we review Monday Night Raw. Any closing words other than you're a fucker, Matt? Uh, you're a cocksucker, Matt. Fair enough. <laughs> if the shoe fits, princess. Oh, so good. Oh, it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, bitches. Edging in my space, die, motherfucker.